Welcome to the Asset Management Fridays edition of the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Podcast. Your hosts, Gary Lipsky and Kyle Mitchell, have more than 45 years of combined experience in operations and management and more than 25 years of real estate investing experience. This show focuses on educating syndicators and apartment owners on how to build systems, manage their properties more efficiently, and become a best-in-class operator. 100% straight talk. Let's jump in. Hey, everyone. Welcome to our Asset Management Friday segment of the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Podcast. I'm your co-host, Kyle Mitchell, also joined by Gary Lipsky. This segment is focused on educating operators, building better systems, and becoming a best-in-class operator. Also, be sure to check out our Facebook group, Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate. How many times have you thought, there has to be a better way, while working through endless rent rolls and historicals? Enter Red IQ, who will process and standardize them, generate deep and accurate property insights, and bring you through the final underwriting all in just five minutes. As for underwriting, thanks to Red IQ's new Excel add-in called QuickSync, you can continue using your own model and instantaneously populate it with the data from Red IQ with just the click of a button. Request a demo today at RedIQ.com. All right. Today on the show, I will actually be interviewing Gary. We're going to be talking about value add strategy. So let's start. You know, everyone's heard us on the podcast. We've never really talked about our background. So it'd be great to learn a little bit more about yourself, Gary, and what you currently do. Yeah, I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. I mean, even starting as a, just a kid growing up in New Jersey, I owned a uh, outdoor, you know, we washed cars, we shoveled snow, I owned a restaurant delivery service, and I always saw people, the richest people I knew were in real estate and that really caught my eye. And I started investing in 2002 and have been investing ever since. And eventually it led into multifamily and eventually a partnership with you. So I love what the future holds. Perfect. All right. Well, let's hop right into value add strategy. So when is the plan created for value add? The plan is created really from when I get the OM when we're looking at, you know, we start doing the underwriting and we look for C class, B minus properties. So when we're doing the underwriting, there's got to be that value add right from the beginning. So we could tell by pictures, we could tell by comps. And, you know, we work with the third party property management company. And that's when it really starts coming together from that very, very beginning. Perfect. And who are the players involved in the value add strategy for you? For us, we have a third-party property management company that has their own in-house rehab team. So we work with that team. We work with our regional manager. And we have a lot of meetings to stay aligned on that plan because we need our regional manager to really know the competition and what residents in that area are asking for. You know, Do washer-dryers get $50 to $75 pumps? And then we need the expertise from the rehab team to say, hey, well, we can get granite countertops for the same prices for MICA. So let's just do that. Let's go to the higher end. And we need their input on pricing and the biggest bang for the buck. So we all work together. And that happens while we're going through the due diligence process and continually throughout the whole project. Yeah. Does the plan ever deviate? Absolutely. So on our current property, we started off doing some uh, backsplashes and That's about $500 per backsplash, really nice with the tile. But after looking at 
the comps again, and, and we've walked the comps many times, but after walking them again, we realized maybe we don't need that because our competition isn't doing that. And maybe sometimes you want to beat the competition, but you know, if we could save $500 times 70 units, that's $35,000 that we can put to something else to create more value in other places because we already had really nice cabinets, a paint job and whatnot. So the backsplash we realized wasn't needed because we were still getting the rents. And also it could change based on other factors like COVID-19 right now. We stopped our renovation plan. We're doing in-house turns, but only necessary fixes that we, we need to do right now. And then once things settle down, then we'll go back into our plan. So you're constantly evaluating, you're dealing with market conditions, and being able to pivot is so important to your business plan. Yeah. So it sounds like you actually walk comps even after you've closed on a property. Can you tell us more about that? How often are you walking comps? Typically, you don't hear about people walking comps after you close. It's more about before you close to see who your competition is. Yeah, it's really vital for the way that we do business. We're always going to look under every rock. And that includes walking the comps on a consistent basis every two to three months, because we want to see what the changes are and their tenant base. And so you've got to stay on top of that. It's not you do it once in the very beginning and that's that. We push our property management team to provide the best customer experience for our tenants and the best investor experience for our investors. And that means we're constantly staying on top of all the facets of asset management. Yeah, it's important. And, you know, Gary and I are in our markets every other week and even more often. And so while we're looking at other properties, we're also looking at the level of renovations being done to those properties so that we can implement that on our future properties, but also take that knowledge and maybe deviate from the plan a little bit to fit what the other competition is doing. So I think that's really important. And that's why it's important to have boots on the ground and and someone always looking at what the market is currently doing, not just about what it was doing prior to close. So what are the three most impactful strategies you use at your properties? Signage, first of all, and that right in the front, you need that real nice monumental sign. And that's really cost effective. You know, if, if it costs you five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars, it's not a recurring fee like your other advertising costs on a per month or per year. Once you do it, it's there. It provides that first look for future tenants. And so that's key. And and we do a lot of banners that are well lit too. So for rent or washer dryers, whatever it is, you know, we have this massive, I don't know, 20 by 15 banner up on both of our buildings on the front of our recent purchase. And on a busy street, that's massive advertising. It it allows us to save so much money elsewhere. So that's one. Paint is number two, you know, and that could just be, you don't necessarily have to paint whole buildings because, I mean, that could be a huge cost. If it's necessary, absolutely. But you can maybe just do some highlights that, you know, maybe it's 25,000, 35,000, but that money is well spent. And along with the the paint on the exterior, the interior as well, when you're painting a unit and having an accent wall, I mean, we're talking an extra $100, $150 to have an accent wall really provides a really nice pop to, to future residents. And then the third, geez, I would say it's a split between washer dryer, which can get you the $50 to $75 rent pump every time, or maybe adding a, an amenity like a, a dog run or something. And 
and those are fairly cheap. It could be anywhere from five to 15,000, but money well spent. And you might not have a lot of people that use that dog run, but it's a really nice selling tool when you're trying to lease up. Yep, absolutely. How do you know you're successful with your value add plan? Ah, good question. Are you getting rent bumps? If you had a unit at $1,000 and now you're asking for $1,100, $1,200 and you're getting that, that's a telltale sign. Has the value of the property increased? And are you converting more and more tenants as well from people that are coming to the site, you know, they, they saw the advertisement and now you're converting 10% and you're only converting 5% before. So those are telltale signs. And we, we are constantly tracking the data to make sure everything that we do is providing a positive result and reassessing our return on investment. Yeah, I think that one's really important. A lot of people don't track is the conversions. And that's a huge way to tell whether your value add strategy is working. So I love that one. Choosing the right insurance coverage for multifamily properties isn't that complicated, if you know who to talk to. At the Garzella Group, we're uniquely qualified to help you navigate the range of policy choices you have. And we're committed to saving you 30% in the process. We do intensive market research and have nationwide relationships so we can find coverage other insurance brokers simply can't. We should talk. Go to quotenow.biz and we'll start the conversation. All right. I am going to close it up here with our final question that we ask every guest. What is your asset management superpower? I'm a numbers guy. I've been good with numbers from a little age. I I thank my dad for that. So I can analyze any kind of data and then we measure that. And I think that anything you measure will produce results. So numbers, that's my thing. Perfect. All right, Gary, thanks for coming on and adding value on the subject of value-add strategy. I learned quite a few things from you today. Value-add strategy basically starts from day one, right? When you're looking at the property, you're thinking about what your business plan is going to be. And for us, we do value-add investments. There are other investments out there, but for value-add, it starts day one. Tour your comps even after you close. It's important to keep up with your competition, not just before you close, but after so you can stay ahead of them. Also, focus on exterior renovations first. First impressions are key, and I think that will also allow current residents to show that you're putting money back in the property, that you care about the property, and you're enhancing their experience at the same time. So go ahead and tell the listeners where they can find out more about you. Well, my email is glipsky, L-I-P-S-K-Y at aptcapital.com. You could check us out on our Facebook group, Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate, and also on LinkedIn or and all the other social media channels. So hope that you reach out and let's talk real estate. All right. Thanks everyone for listening in. If you do like this episode, please head over to iTunes or Stitcher. Give us a like, subscribe, and review so we can continue to grow the podcast and we'll talk to everyone next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please go to iTunes and leave a rating and written review to help us grow and reach more listeners. You can also go to the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Group on Facebook so you can reach Kyle and Gary and ask your questions that you want them to answer on the show. Subscribe too so that you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, to stay updated, go to aptcapitalgroup.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with Gary and Kyle, sign up on the contact page so you can talk to them directly. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in again next week for another episode.